Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. How are you, friend? Same better day, same worse day, so not complaining. What about you? Um, still a little fucked up since about Saturday, but otherwise I'm all right. How did it go? Well, for <laughs> those who don't know, why don't you tell what Saturday was? Mm. I'm having vapes, so excuse me. Mm. I have bad eating habits, so I'm trying to make it so I eat at least at every meal. Makes sense. Anywho, so Saturday we went to a speed dating blindfold thing. Mm which started an hour and a half late, so I was already starting off the night pissed. Yeah, you didn't seem too happy when you were texting me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I told you to be optimistic. Did it turn out any better than it started? You want the long version or the short version? Whichever you want to give. It's not really an answer. Um, I feel like... It went okay until I made a mistake at the end. What type of mistake? Okay, so to make a long story short. Ooh, I need that background to this. Do I need that background? No, I don't need that background to this. Anyway, so the way they had it set up was it didn't start to 9.30 because niggas didn't show up to like 9.15. Which I wasn't supposed to start. Eight o'clock. Mm. I'm there seven fifty-five. I see nobody in there. I'm like, is this how people? But that's get- your fault though, because you always want to be a little bit early. You gotta understand when you're going to a nigga function, you gotta think like the niggas think. I didn't know it's gonna be niggas. I just know the place was owned by niggas. Okay. But there so was you, you get there. I get there. I'm the only one there except for two to three dudes. They're the people who run the thing. So I'm like, mm, am I about to get kidnapped? Should I leave? Shonda, this is where I am. I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> no, because for a good five or ten minutes, I see men in these in the back room talking. There's one dude in the front. I'm like, this seems very suspicious. Then three girls come in, no more people till like a, a half hour later, and another girl comes in, and then there's a swath of Negroes of every. Ooh, what, what was it like? A, you had to sign up, or like was it a pre register type thing, or it was just like a, we're having speed dating show up here at this time? It was a pre registered thing. They had it on their website, they had it on their Facebook, $20 ticket. Mm-hmm. I assume for both men and women, it wasn't one of them 
trying to get all the girls and even I think at one point there was more girls than guys but I'm not 100% sure mm-hmm. anyway this shit was very weird for one if I got COVID I know I got it from you know which, which person it was no because the way they had it you're blindfolded and you're supposed to ask you like you remember I sent you a question that right mm-hmm so the girl's supposed to ask a guy a question. The guy's ask a girl a question. Problem is, these niggas want to have it where you have club music in the background. So now, oh gosh, now you're yelling over everybody trying to hear what the answer was and hear what the question was. I hate and, that. And on top of that, you know, we're blindfolded so, and there's not enough guys. So sometimes the girls had nobody ahead of them. So in order for you to tell that somebody's ahead of you, you got to touch their hand. Mm. And on top of that, to hear them, you basically got to be on their shoulder, your forehead on their shoulder. So See, this is why I did this is why I didn't want her to have her dag on Nintendo Switch. I told her don't plant nothing over here. And now it's just mad random shit back on my island. I thought you cleaned up your island. I did. I cleaned it up. I built some new shit, built new houses and everything. And now she she got her uh she came off a of restriction. So she's been able to play and then lo and behold she just been struck. Drop mad stuff on the floor, just mad random things that shouldn't even be here. Like, why is there a T-shirt and an art easel just in the <laughs> middle of the town? All of these flowers I picked up and I had sold them because they didn't look good right here. Why are they back here? Like, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Just a oh. random ass art easel for no reason. Like, why? Why do you even? How does that even help you in the game? Like, it doesn't. Just All right. talking about this game for a while, I'm kind of curious. Does that game actually have an ending, or is it just like forever going on and on? No, it's like um, it's like you build in your town and stuff. Like you, you build your little you 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 go to you live on an island. You can visit other people's islands. Um, they give you like little challenges to help you build up money. With the money, you can buy things and like you know, divvy up your island, make your island look all nice and whatnot. Like Stuff like that. Oh, so like a city builder game, but smaller. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But she just—it's uh, hard sharing an island with her, bro. She's so hard sharing an island with her. I like my island to look a certain way. It's just like with Minecraft. She'd be wanting me to come play Minecraft with her, and when I would play with her, she'd just be doing all this extra shit. Talk about, oh, this looks good right here, mommy. I'm just gonna no. You're just gonna not do that. Go to your world and do that. <laughs> all right, I'm sorry. So, like, they didn't have like. First of all, the fact that the they had music playing in the background, like already, I would have been annoyed because I hate, like, I hate having to, huh, huh, what you say, and I hate having to repeat myself, and I hate people having to repeat themselves, and I hate having to listen to them try to say the same shit twice. So that would have like really just been like, yeah, I'm good. Like that, I, me personally, I know my mood. Like I, that would have been enough for me to be like, I'm not going to have fun at all. Like, I, I've decided that this is just not going to be fun. I mean, since I'm just going to accept that your terms are now in my head because of your influence, <laughs> not for nothing, I haven't probably did a date thing in six years or so, and I think I did well with their questions. Really? Like, I've never done it before, but what, like, how, what was your overall, like, takeaway from the night? I think the blindfold speed dating part was a good idea. It's just the follow-up to it was trash. What was the follow-up? Because it's not, 
So I most of my idea of speed dating comes from like TV shows. Like I'm watching Girlfriends, um, mm-hmm. Love of Jason on UMC, which is now all black, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, my idea was you would at least have an idea. You would have like a name tag or they would give you some means of identifying people. Because if you have a blindfold on, you don't know who the fuck this person is. And yes, we usually exchange names before the conversation. But if you talk to the 16, 12 uh, some odd people, like, I can remember some of the stuff about their lives, but their name, since I don't got a face to put to it, is kind of like, whoosh. Right. Right. And and then they want, first they did the whole blind speed dating thing, and then they want to do some tantra shit where you're supposed to stand into somebody's eyes and then have a group discussion about- Whoa, wait, whoa, whoa. That's a lot going on there. <laughs> what? You understand why after some point I'm just like, y'all so weird. First of all, y'all started way too late to be trying to do some namaste shit at the Mm -hmm. end. Like, no, you obviously showed me this is cookout terms. So you should be handing out, you know, plates of food wrapped with foil. Like, what is... They were offering wine, but I'm like, I live like 20 minutes away and there's, you know, cops patrolling. Mm -hmm. That's... Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, did you at least meet anybody worth giving a second thought to? And this is where the fucked up part that's been racking my Saturday. So for the most part, it's like it showed me that I very much better talking to girls in like a non-friendship stance or would that be an expectation than I thought I was? So plus mm-hmm. that area. Um one person was probably the best bet because she kind of read me and I didn't feel uncomfortable about it. Like, even the whole figured out bisexual thing about me saying a damn thing, but I was like, okay, you caught me. But better, so how did that make you feel, like, being read like that? It was weird because I had a blindfold on, so it's not like she looked into my eyes and figured something out, and I don't think she knew me, even though, oh, my God, two or three people said my voice sounded familiar and I was scary as shit. Ah, uh, you should just been like, so you listen to podcasts? <laughs> I don't know, because it's definitely not fun. It'd be funny as hell if they, it'd be so funny if like they'd be just like listening, like I knew I knew that voice, like I knew <laughs> that voice sounded familiar. That's so... Ew, AJ got roaches in her house. You have roaches on that game? No, I said AJ, AJ. Oh yeah, and on the game, yeah. Know... You could like step on her. What doesn't this game have? Um, have I mean, it's, it's a cool game. Her apartment, her house is so booty. Like she got I thought it. she was homeless, living on the beach. Nah, she had she had a tent. She upgraded, but that's about all she got. She ain't got like she don't have like the recipes to make the cool tools and stuff like that. But that's because she hasn't been able to play. And then even when she does play, she spends her money on dumb stuff. There's these things that Aunt had got off of. I don't know where he got them from, but <laughs> you're supposed to plug them in, and it brings your 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 electric bill down, and it actually worked. It brought our electric bill down like fifty dollars, I think they said. Hey, hey, what's it called? Um, I don't know. When when we finish, I'll I'll text you a picture of it. Um, but yeah, we we put one. It's one in my dad's room, one in our well, one in my room. One in the basement and maybe like two in the second floor. I noticed one in the kitchen and maybe one in the living room. 
but it brought the uh, bill down a lot. I was shocked because you know usually <laughs> we'd just be buying shit and it'd be like, yeah, it, it sound good, like it sound real good, so it must not be working, but it actually worked. Which is dope because people don't never turn shit off in this house and it's so annoying. It's a big ass house. I feel and exactly, and I feel like all I do is walk around turning off lights and yelling at people for leaving lights on. But anyways, so um we were talking about the girl who read you. Yeah. Um oh, we got a name. It's really like the only name I remember I could put a face to. I I think. I think. So, like, at the end of the thing, were you were you able to, like, un- unmask yourselves, or it was just like a... It was one of them weird things where you was told to unmask. Oh, here's the other bullshit. They had blind folks that were bandanas, and I found out my head's too damn big for a bandana. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how did my mom even get back to me? Um, <laughs> like, I must have cut her open. Like, she needed a stitch or two after this one. Yeah, because I was even looking at my old glasses that I found. I'm like, I can't fit these glasses anymore. Like, how is my head still fucking expanding? I'm in my late 20s. Like, I don't know if you remember, like, back in the day when people used to wear, like, the the actual fitted caps. And, like, they had, like, sizes in them. And, like, I remember there was this guy. (laughs) He couldn't, like, his hat size was so, like, big. And he felt bad about it that he used to, like, get a smaller hat and then like get a hat his size and then take the, the tag out and stitch the smaller tag into the bigger hat. <laughs> so like people wouldn't get on them and shit. You need to accept yourself at that point. At point, yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. But all right, so go ahead. So one read me, I felt, I was very weird that I just openly said, yeah, bye, don't really care. I was like, hmm, this is like one of them things I feared about somebody finding out, but I didn't give a shit. And you just gave it to her right there. Like, bitch, take me as I am. Yeah, and if I, okay, so from what I remember, because so many people, so many lives, and of course, you saw my fucking question. <laughs> no, I changed it. I changed it to what, what, what's something of your childhood that defined you or something like that? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> So many answers. My question would be something like, how many friends do you have? <laughs> like, that's that's what that would my question be. And then they'd probably be thinking like, oh, I should tell her I got a lot of friends. They'd be like, oh, a lot of friends look like, all right, bet, mark that nigga right off the list. <laughs> that's what also pissed me off. It's like, there was no list. There was no means to like, if you, if you wasn't going to be willing to hunt down who you talked to, it was a done deal. And that was my issue. Uh, yeah, no, that's a lot. I mean, I, it's just, it sounds overwhelming, honestly. It, like, it, it sounds like something that if I were to do it, it would be just to, like, to do it, like, on some, like, this is fun type shit. Not, like, on some, like, I'm seriously trying to find, you know, someone to kick it with. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it just seems like so much, like, you know, you actually put thought into your question. I would have been overwhelmed. It would have been, like, so... If you had a cat, what would you call it? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I would give the least amount of effort. But I guess that's what I do when I'm really overwhelmed. But I mean, I just... put an effort in, and I figured most dudes probably gonna ask some janky ass question anyway. So let's were, have... were the dudes that were there janky looking, like, um... or did it look like respectable 
men, like, or was it like some of them niggas was immature as fucking? Maybe that. Once or twice, I literally got asked what my age was. So I was like, "Is it because these niggas are immature? I seem old. What's happening here?" And did they answer that? Huh? Did they answer that when you asked? No, they asked me that. Oh uh, no, I'm saying like, did you ask them that back? Like, well, you know, why are you asking? Is it because I'm coming off more mature? Or, you know what I mean? Like, because I honestly want to know. They gave us two minutes to ask questions and respond. Oh home. no, is that usually how it goes? Well, usually there's a time limit, but it's like you got this loud ass music. I have to be. Uh, it's the music cold. already is like giving me anxiety. My main anxiety thing was I am like forehead to forehead damn near with people, smelling whatever their hair is, whatever they put in their hair because we're that damn close. And I'm thinking, I really don't want to get a COVID test tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> COVID for love. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, long story short. Was a good match. Told me that she can see his best friends or whatever, but she said she can see you as best friends. Yeah, I hope, oh, but I know what you I was fine with that idea because you know what? I, I probably need a best friend more than I need a girlfriend at this point. Well, in my life. You know, sometimes you just gotta accept what not not necessarily accept, but understand what is, you know what I mean, what the universe is presenting to you. But if she like if if you felt friend vibes or if you felt vibes of like, you know, the fact that you were able to read me and it didn't hurt my feelings or it didn't make me feel away, maybe I do need to have you in my life in some capacity. Or maybe it wouldn't hurt to see if you are fit in my life in some capacity, you know? And originally that was the idea, but then my mind went left and said, hmm, when I in my mind, my feelings got into it. I'm like, somebody read you. You didn't feel offended. It's like when I went. It was just like, this got to be love. <laughs> I don't know if it was love, but it's like an intense feeling. Like when I when I went to my grand, not my grand, I keep calling her my granddaughter, my goddaughter's birthday, and um, my friend's friend hugged me, and I got all up in my feelings about it. It's like, I just need like a, I think the mind just wants a secure connection at this yeah. point. I definitely understand, yeah. But yeah, so I'm trying to make this long story so short, but it's such a struggle because- I mean, listen, take your time, get it out. Going through it since Saturday. I'm talking about what, what was it that was, what do you feel that was making you quote unquote go through it? Like what? where is that feeling coming from? What um, was the driving force behind that specific um, Specific. Feeling? which is probably, which is my heart's trying to make regret number two in my life, is once it was over, homegirl said, I don't know whether to come find me, some other shit. And I was like, first of all, I don't, the way it was, girls were blindfold first and guys blindfold second, right? Mm -hmm. So after the blindfold is off, I don't know which one is. So I decided, let me get away from the main area, go toward the other area. I'm just standing there. I guess, as you can say, in the cut. Mm. And I'm just like, who was it? Was it this one? Because I don't want to be bouncing around asking, are you are you, are you, you better than me? I would have been like, yeah. I, but you have to remember, one-on-one, -on -one, I can be extroverted. In a group, I am an introvert. Oh, yeah, that's very true. But, like, what was the method that the the setup was supposed like you know what I mean like if you going off of the setup okay so you guys sit you guys talk for two minutes you blindfold it okay so then afterwards like was there like a card that somebody leaves or you just you write no. down a name like it wasn't how, how are you supposed to organized 
these niggas mm. ain't that organized, which is kind of what made me like, what the fuck? Was this all just a setup so that y'all can talk about your businesses and shit? Because it turned mm. into some straight up clubhouse shit afterwards. This is my job. This is what I do. Yada, yada. I was like, yo. You, you basically was like, y'all niggas didn't have enough invites. <laughs> you didn't have enough clubhouse invites to get this, this party started on the phone. Like you had to do this shit in person. During COVID, getting us all potentially sick, not doing I mean, no I'm just like, so much risk taking. But all right, yeah. so back to the thing that made you feel away, like you were saying, because you couldn't find her, like, and she said, come find her. I and here's the thing, because no, and this is why I used to talk to you about, well, how much I hate the fact that I don't have, like, friends like you do with Rob, I'm, mm-hmm. my memory's already warping what the fuck happened. So I'm like, I'm assuming this is what happened, but I'm, of course- I'm, oh, I'm the same way. Yeah, I'll be making shit up in my head so fast. I mean, I mean that's exactly what happened. You don't remember? It'd be like, that never happened. You sure? You was there. You sure it didn't happen? You bugging. You bugging. It's you. You tripping. So I get it. And of course, my mind, you know I compartmentalize. It's me, my mind, and then my emotions, what I just say, is my heart. And my heart was going off about, you should have said something, you should have I was like, nigga, our agreement was I was going to try this shit. I did not say I was going to go all out like you want me to. Yeah, you was beating yourself up. Because mm-hmm. I think there was one girl that's probably her because I just think it was. But at the same time, it's like, I see you, you see me. You was the last one to see me. I was blindfolded. Can you guide me to... Could you not make me like? I you- think that that part would be so annoying, like super fucking annoying. Because how I'm I'm still trying to understand how were they expecting for this to work out? Like if you're speed dating or you're trying to make you know meet somebody for like or make a match with somebody, aren't you supposed to have like a card? Aren't you supposed to be able to like leave like a little? Something with I don't know I've I've never done anything like that before so I don't know the protocols of it but so it just seems like in shows and movies that's usually how it is where there's a card so that the, whoever organized it they would send you contact information or some shit yeah I, I don't I'm so confused <laughs> I'm too I mean it was a fun experience I'm like oh look at you you know how to make strangers smile and shit look at oh look at all you could have done in the last six years but I was like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at look at all of this potential that you done held to yourself. That's the way I'm feeling about it. But at the same time, it's still like, hmm. I realize I could be very good at dating, but I just don't want shallow relationships. Oh man, who are you telling? I think right now, well, I, I was just thinking this honestly. Like when you get to the end of your twenties and then like into your thirties, everything becomes more. Um, like the 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 surface stuff, it doesn't do anything for you anymore. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like I've you've seen enough in life to understand that okay, that's cute, but can I tolerate you? You know what I'm saying? Like what? Where's the deeper connection? Can we actually sit and talk for hours? Can we? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. what is there? Because that everything else is so flyby. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. like for for like people once you re, once you cross the threshold of your thirties, it's like everybody starts to change like literally like you're in a stage you know how you go you got like when you're in your 15 16 you're going through puberty so it's like all right these are the new things now you look different your voice drops you got these things that you know these new factors that you have to take into consideration when you finding things attractive and then when you 
going into your 30s, that's another threshold because you got some people who don't make it to their 30s with their hair. You got some people who don't make it to their 30s with good eyes or good knees. You know what I'm saying? So like these things become a, a factor in what you see. So it's like, I can't even just go off of the surface stuff. You actually have to find, can I fuck with you outside of this shit? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's where I think the deeper connection or the desire for a deeper connection comes from. But then it's hard because you got so many people who I think with social media, social media keeps people in a shallow state of mind. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like they can't even show you if they have the potential to be a deeper connection because everything is so shallow based off of, you know what I mean? The social media factor, like you get on social media, you got to look good. You got to do this. So it's like, then it, I don't know. It just all becomes so odd. It's like I was saying with one of the girls who hated online dating like I do. Social media has helped people perfect putting up a representative. So now, Oh, my gosh, yes. That's, that's yes, indeed. In me, I, 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 one, I don't know if I'm a terrible liar or not, but I just don't have the time to make the effort to come up with a lie and stick to it. Yeah. I, I, that part, the effort. Like, I don't, I don't think that I, like, if I, I'm not really going to sit here and say that I lie, but... If whenever I even think about lying or putting on a front, it's just like, bro, you not even just a front. Anything in my life, you can you can pretty much attest to. It's just like, do I feel like keeping this up? Like maintenance. I really enjoy low maintenance because mm-hmm. at any given point, I could be like, yeah, no, nah, fuck that. So if I'm on social media lying about everything, and then I just wake up one morning like, you know, this is too much. Fuck that. Like, like, I just don't have the capacity for it. And my thing also is, one of the things you have to factor into the lie is how stupid do you think the other person is? That's and if a I big think one. they're dumb enough to fall for the lie, why the fuck would I want to do I want to do, exactly, exactly. So it's like a little bit of like the, the respect aspect of it. Like, if I feel the need to lie to you and I feel like you're dumb enough to believe the lie, obviously I don't respect you in your your intellectual state like i don't you know what i mean like yeah that's why i know i'm gonna be pissed as hell my goddaughter lies to me the first time yeah no it's, it, it really it really pisses you off when they lie like super pissed off because you really be sitting there like beloved what you think of me like i, I, I constantly you tell my kids that which leads to the question, you taught them everything they know and they have the audacity to lie to you or think you. And I, I swear I say that, I'd be like, bro, you're very smart. Both my kids, I'd be like, Yo, you're very smart, but you're not smarter than me yet. So why would you think that that was going to work? Like, why couldn't it? And the biggest thing for me is if you're going to lie, make an attempt to make it believable. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, don't just hit me with the bullshit because sometimes, like, I that's when I really get offended like it's not even the fact that like just that you lied it'd be like bro you couldn't have came with a better story than that like that's the best that you could offer me like now you really trying to play like and I I swear I tell my kids don't play me don't try to fucking play me just like that don't try to fucking play me mm-hmm. because you're going to do a bad job at it first of all I was there before I was I was your age once and I was much better at being your age than you are so don't try it and even just with people, period, when people be lying, like, if I care about you and you lying, it really hurts my feelings. Because it's like, why did you feel like you had to lie to me? And if you feel like you had to lie to me, why did you, you know what I mean? Like, 
you obviously right. wasn't strong enough in the decisions that you was making that you had to lie about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like when people keep secrets from you. Like I have one friend who, actually I should say most of my damn friends, they don't tell me shit until after it happens. Like if they end up homeless, one had a cancer scare, I'm like, why are you keep, why, how are you even my friend if you feel like you can't come to me with this? Well, no, when it, I, with the health stuff, I, that part, um, you know, I'm kind of like sideways about because I don't like people knowing anything that's going on with me until it's done and over with. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm not feeling well or if I'm going through some type of, what the hell just happened? If I'm going through some type of like health scare or something, I don't, cause I don't want to, and I don't, first of all, I don't want people to be all, oh my gosh, you know what I mean? Cause that's not going to help me. It's, mm -hmm. and, and that's what a lot of people do. So I tend to keep certain things to myself because I don't need, I don't need people like, I don't want to say pity, but like, you know what I mean? I don't need people trying to be quote unquote there for me in the way that they think I need. And then it's not helpful to me or it's more stressful to me. And it's like, yeah, certain health stuff I understand. Like, but even I have surgery once and my aunt texts me and she's like, Why didn't you tell anybody you was having surgery? Don't you want your people there? And I'm like, it's not that I didn't want anybody there. It's just that I don't need to panic myself. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes when you share things with other people, they panic and then it in turn causes you to panic when you were dealing with it, you know in a, I don't want to say like an okay, but like a mediocre manner. Like you were pretty all right about it. You weren't, you were towing the line and doing what needs to be done. But then you tell somebody and they, oh my God, you could do this. And, da, 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 da. and you're just sitting there like, bro, I know all of this shit. And I really don't want to hear anything that you're saying because that's not helpful to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It could just be me, but no, when I... it comes to health stuff, I do keep that. I keep that type of stuff to myself. I am. I think I still operate on how friendships were in middle school, high school, and sitcom. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been left that thought. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I've I've been when it comes to friendships. You know, I've had my my tiffs with that. So it's like I've been understood. I mean, I I I remember my one of my middle school friends, which really fucked me up. Um, this is where I first learned the perception of people, or like the understanding that the way that I perceive things versus the way other people perceive the, yeah, the way other people perceive things may not be on the same level. And it was like, um, you know, I've always been outspoken. I've always been, I have like, I'm not going to say like I was a Jezebel or anything like that, but Jezebel. It, yeah. Like I wasn't like the whole of the group or anything like that, but I've always been the one to be straight up with it. Like, well, this is what it is. And usually the person with the strongest personality is looked at as like the fastest one or the, you know, the one who is more likely to, to, to be about certain type of activities type thing. Is and sure. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's, you know, it's like, it's like when you find out like the loud girl of the group is a virgin and you're like, wait, what? I figured you've been around the block a couple of times. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's one of those things. Well, um, my middle school group of friends loved them dearly. There was one who she um once we left middle school, we went to high school. I was was really trying to hold on to those friendships and they kind of wasn't given the same energy. So when I moved up here, it really was 
you know, if we were in the same town and you kind of, we just had different schools and you're not really giving the, the, the energy and the effort to maintain a friendship, then yeah. obviously the shit's going to die when you leave the state. So friendship pretty much died. And I really was trying hard to hold on to it. Cause like I said, I love these people dearly. And, um, one of my friends in particular, like I was trying hard to hold on to it because she, I thought was a really good friend. But now, now that I think back about it, it's like maybe it was less about her being a good friend, more about just being a, 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 an important piece to the puzzle of our friendship, you know what I'm saying, of our group. Because it's like, when I think back on it, like one-on-one, were we that cool? You know what I'm saying? Like we were all close in a friendship and, you know, but like when I think back about the one-on-one shit, it's like, I don't, I can't think of a time when we, you know what I mean? Where it was like a, a genuine one-on-one bond. It, it would be like, all right, we have fun. We laugh, we joke or whatever. I'm, You know, it was just like a, a group of friends. Like basically like you've seen girlfriends, right? Yeah. I'm watching season three now. Okay. So it's kind of like, we're all friends, but Tony and Maya, mm-hmm. except for like, it wasn't like no no beef and no shots like that. It just was like a, we're all friends, but then you probably wouldn't really see me and her by ourselves type thing, or at least that's the way that I remember it. But either, either way, um, I was trying hard to hold on to them friendships. I didn't feel like they were um, giving me the same in return. But when I moved up here, I got a phone call from the girl. She was crying. I'm like, what's up? We were like 16. And she was more so like, um, you know, she had an image to uphold. Oh. You know? Uh, comes from a good family. Uh, parents had morals, you know, things like that. So it was like she was the type that I would say um, she didn't go to HBCU, I don't think. But she would have been the type like, oh, okay, you look like you come from prestigious HBCU parents, that type of, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so uh, she called me, she's crying, and I'm like, what's going on? And that's when she told me, like, I feel, and I'll never forget these words, bro. I, I called you because I know you're the only one that won't judge me. And I'm like, okay. And she was telling me how she had slept with somebody and she didn't, she it wasn't, it was consensual, but it wasn't, like, she regretted it, basically, afterward, because she felt like a hoe, and, you know, I was the friend there, I, I sat there, I gave her the information, I'm like, listen, at this point, if I'm the only person that knows, then I don't know anything, it never happened, you know what I mean, like, we'll, we'll take that route if it's going to make you feel better, but it let me know then that you only wanted to talk to me because you felt like I was out there like that, but I wasn't. So it was like, you know what I mean? She called me and when she said that, like, oh, you know, you're the only one that won't judge me because I was the loud, rambunctious one. They just assumed that, you know, I was out here getting my shit bust open every day. And it was just like, nah, I don't be having sex. Like, that's not me. That's y'all. <laughs> like, like, I'm not out here like that. But Again, that's the the again it changed the way that I looked at the friendship. So it was just like a hmm, okay. So you thought that I was the hoe, and you thought that you could tell me about your hoe shit because I was a hoe. Mm-hmm. No, you could tell me about your hoe shit because I'm a I'm a good friend, but I'm not a hoe. <laughs> like, 
Disney. I didn't enter my whole phase until 2009, 2008. There's something you said, though, that kind of hit me. It's something about if I'm the only person who knows and nobody knows. Is that what you just said? Yeah. I feel like that explains a lot because the way that I'm kind of related to myself, you you are no longer in the circle with the friend. Hold up. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Yesterday. Hopefully not COVID from Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so you, the, one of the things I was thinking about when you were saying that and kind of relating to is the idea that because you're separated, you seem like the safe one. Right. You can't tell the other friends the bullshit because you have your own life. You are completely separated from them. Mm. So you kind of feel like a safe place to dump this shit. Mm-hmm. I can see that, yeah. And I... I think that's kind of the struggle I had when it came to the whole mentioning earlier of um, not being told when someone's homeless, pregnant, mm -hmm. um, medical issues or something like that. It's because one, as you see, I'm extra, uh, extra as fuck and would have probably been like, what do you need me to do? And the second part is- I can see you now, like I will get every oncologist in the state to call you right now. You just be like, bro, calm down. It was a scare. I, I want to be there for you. I want to be that friend that you can call when you need, but I don't want you to, I don't want to be that friend that is just like, I'm calling you because like, I don't know how to put it into words. I don't know where the words just went. Like, I don't want to be that friend where it's just like, I'm calling you because I don't have anybody else to call. Like, I don't know. That's not really the way that I'm trying to say. I well, the way I'm kind of pointing it is that you are somebody that's not part of my inner circle in that kind of way. Like, mm -hmm. that's the way to put it. One of my friends mm -hmm. get a jumping ground because I don't hang out with her sister. I don't hang out with her friends. I am a completely isolated friend from her group. So right. if she tells me, pretty much she knows because I don't know her people that well. It's right. Not it's one of those, like, who I'm going to tell type of situations. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of, when you said, if I'm the only person who knows and nobody knows, that's what kind of triggered me a little sure, bit. Yeah. But I mean, that's really, like, for me, it was like, when I told her that, it was like, um, I, it, like, the way that she felt, like, she was, like, in tears. She was distraught. And, oh like, God. for me, as a friend, it's like, I don't want to see people that I care about feel like that. So let me go ahead and let you know, like, okay, if this is something that you don't ever want to speak of again... I never heard you speak of it in the first place. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like we and uh, I, like I mean, granted, she she lives a life, and you know, um, I don't really keep up with her anymore. I mean, like I keep up with her what I see through her sibling, actually. Um, but outside of that, like I, cause like my feelings were hurt, like super hurt after, you know, you. It felt like with that group of friends, it felt like y'all pretty much just forgot about my existence despite me trying to hold on and, you know, but yet y'all still managed. And it, cause at first I'm like, okay, maybe it's a situation of, you know, um, maybe it's a situation of because y'all are closer, you know, friendships of proximity, mm -hmm. but then it became more along the lines of like, yo, y'all aren't even that close. Y'all don't even be around each other that much. So y'all aren't even that close. Y'all don't even be like y'all don't like like physically, y'all aren't in the same area. Y'all don't, you know what I mean? Like live in the same area, 
Y'all don't go to the same schools, but y'all still made it work. So why couldn't y'all make it work with me? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. Yeah. Hmm. I feel. Yeah, it's just like I mean, I have I'm, I I get it. Like I, it was like one of the first of many disappointments, you know, <laughs> like when it comes to like the whole concept of friends and stuff. But like even to this day, like. There's like out of that group of friends, like there's two two friends. One of them, I won't like. It doesn't matter what I feel or like how angry I get. Like I remember, I like she she moved to New York and I invited her to come to Avery J's um, birthday party, and she was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come." And then the day of, she's like, "Oh my bad, me and my boyfriend got so whatever, and I I can't make it." But like I was I was annoyed. But not necessarily mad, but because to me it's like, yo, when I really, really needed you, like even like in my adult years, you were there. So I'm not ever going to feel like fuck you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it was like one thing that you look at with fool is when shit hits the fan, can I call on you? And when I called on her, she was like, Girl, come here right now. Bring your bags and your baby. Come on. So it, it's never going to be like a, a fuck you, but it does hurt sometimes when it's like, I wish that we could have been closer. Or we, I wish that we could have maintained that friendship, you know, and I'm not, a, I'm not a, fo- a for show person. That's another thing that I've learned. Like, I don't like to do things for the show of other people. You know, if I see you in a group of people, or if I see you in a public setting, you know, I don't want to just boost you up there. Oh, I missed you so much. I don't want to do that just in the public setting or because people are watching or because people that, you know, you know, or people that I know are watching. So we got to like, you know, do. I don't want to do that. I want us to, you know what I mean? Be cool outside of all of that. Goodness gracious. What is wrong with yeah, man? <laughs> But I don't, I think I took the conversation somewhere else. I'm sorry. No, we are definitely still on topic because okay. you you already know that I do not like performances. Yeah, no, like I really can't stand that. And it's it's not just with like friends. It's period. Like if 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 like don't babe me when only when you're in front of people. You know what I mean? That type of thing. Like don't 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 act a, a, a certain way just because we have an audience. I, I really don't like that because like, I'm the same way every in front of people and not in front of people, you know? So, but it is what it is. People, people perform, but I, I just don't like it. Cause my thing is always like, yo, you don't have to be here. Like you don't have to be my friend. Like I don't, you know what I mean? Like that, that. So it's like, if you don't, want to like actually like be cool with me that don't act like you cool with me when other people or when you see other people thinking that I'm cool you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. I hate that I, I think right now my biggest like not not just right now but like after the couple a couple of years of just like sitting back and reflecting and trying to like understand myself more it bothers me to think that people are in my space or in my life that don't want to be friends um 
everything. Like, it, I, I really genuinely, I hate it because it's like, uh, how can I get the words for it? I hate it because it's like, don't, you don't have to put on for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to pretend to be cool with me. You don't have to pretend to want to be around me. You don't have to pretend with me because if I start, because like, I'm not a pretender. I'm going to give you the real me. And I don't want to give the real me to someone who doesn't really want to be around me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I it's think, like wasting effort. I think the way I'm processing it, like one of the girls at the thing said she's single on purpose because she doesn't want to feel like there is, how does she put it? She didn't want to feel like there was unnecessary effort to have or maintain a relationship. And that I think, part, that's a good way to put it. I'm telling you, these girls were in interesting. They were spitting bars. All right, yeah. what you was about to say, I think what? In, that, in the way I'm thinking that the way you're putting it is, it's recognizable that when it comes to relationships, friendships, romantic, whatever, there's going to be a certain amount of, eventually there's going to be some kind of issue that has to be resolved. But if you're constantly having to deal with shit about forcing yourself to be around that person, force yourself to change or adapt or whatever, it's too much effort. It should be effortless that you can be with them, laugh, get whatever you need, mm. and exit without having some kind of trauma, question. And that, that's, that's my thing right there, not to cut you off, but I want to say before I lose. That's where I'm at. You know how you just said, like, you should be able to do it without feeling forced? Like, I don't like the feeling that people are, I don't like feeling like people are forcing themselves to be around me or forcing themselves to be a part of my life. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that feeling is like, it drives me insane. And it, it fucks with me because it's like, you don't want to, um, it fucks with me because it's like, you don't want to push people away just because you can't read their motives. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's where I'm at. Like, I, I don't, the second that I feel like you are forcing yourself to want to be in my space, it's just like, bro, I don't, I'm good. Like, I'm good. I'm good. And sometimes it might not be the case. Sometimes it could just be me misreading how things are taking place. But at the end of the day, I just feel like I don't want anybody to feel, to force themselves to want to, to, to be in my circle or in my, you know, in my life, because it's like, if you got to force yourself to, then you, you put an effort where it don't need to be put and you just wasting your time and wasting mine as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. cause you don't, if you don't want to be my friend, you don't have to be my friend. And you don't have to act like you want to be my friend when you genuinely don't want to, you know? Yeah. And I think that's what I'm kind of struggling with right now with my brother's wedding. Mm. Because it's like we barely talked for years. I haven't seen When is it again? His wedding Like you were saying with the whole forcing to be, I was like, I'm thinking to myself now what you're saying that, like what triggered the idea of putting me not only I have me only come to your wedding, but be a lead usher and all that. And I get mm -hmm. oh, I'm his brother, the only brother he has for my dad and everything that we know of. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like all this time passed and now you're asking for a major thing from me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, where is that coming from? Yeah. Like, is it because our dad's getting old and you know, if he dies, 
outcome for the funeral, but that might be the last time we see each other. What did my dad push him to do this? It's like, and even yeah. my dad, because you know, me and him, I don't talk to him. There's a good chance he'll go months of maybe like a year or so before he ever decides to call me. And that's another thing that bothers me. Like, for one, like, okay, take your situation, for example. For one, now you're hung up on the motive behind it. You know what I'm saying? And even if he gives you an answer, you're still probably going to be like, mm, I don't know. And, and then with your, Because you asked. Exactly. Exactly. And then with your dad, it's like that, that whole relationship of if I don't really reach out, then that's that. Like, I hate that. Like, I know that I'm the type of person that I'll hit you when I have something to say. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'm, I'm I'm open about my pleasantries. I hate having, like, I don't like small talk. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I will literally call my homeboys from, like, years ago, like, you're checking in. You alive? Yeah, I'm alive. Bet. <laughs> and then I won't talk to you for another couple of months. Like, my homeboy, um, my homeboy Joey, like, I literally call him maybe every three months. And then if he don't answer, I'll just be like, yo, just checking on you, making sure you're alive. Send me a text, say, yeah, if you are, holler at me. And that's that. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. that, like, that, that's one of the most genuine connections that I have with people. I don't want to feel like I have to hit you up every five minutes. But at the same time, I don't. At the same time, if I don't hit you up, we don't speak at all. And that's that. Like, it's like, damn, all right, fuck it. Like. You want to know a very odd situation that happened to me a few days ago? What? Remember when I said I was cutting off like mad people just because fuck it? Yeah. One of them, I guess I didn't give them enough information, didn't say enough when they said hi, so they said, you seem at odds with me. Is everything okay between us? And I was thinking, did they listen to the podcast? Do they know things? <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but no, it's because I didn't say too much. So it's like, just got a vibe last time that you didn't want to talk at all. So I was just asking since over text is sometimes difficult to detect tone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just saying to myself, you and I are both introverts and you're expecting me to be an extrovert so that it can make you un- more comfortable. It's like- That's you not gotta, fair. Oh. You'd have to, yeah. They, they have to set the tone. Yeah, like if you want to talk to like, I need you to start speaking. If I say I'm doing, if I ask you how you are, some type of shit, don't give me these online dating one to what answers. Start saying oh, that you actually meant to I have a conversation. Exactly. I'm not. One of the things I fucking hated when I was in middle school and high school, especially because I was low key a class clown, and sometimes when people came to me expecting me to make them laugh, like I am not a clown. Like Jill Scott said, I am a wood burning oven. I'm not a fucking microwave. You gotta warm me up if you want any type of good shit to come out of me. Yes, hold on too much, Dad. Exactly, I I totally agree, hundred um, percent. What I, there was something else I was about to say that you had made me think of. Oh, I'm pretty much over the concept, and I say concept of treat people how you want to be treated. Nah, fuck all that. (laughs) I know how I treat people. That would be fucking overwhelming for me. But elaborate. All right, so I always revert back to, like, me losing all my friends because that was one of the biggest things that made me look at myself, right? (laughs) Um relationships, I, queen of heartbreak. You know what I'm saying? I got probably like 
seven or eight broken hearts tatted on me. So it's like, I, I would look at myself, but it's like, all right, I still have people. I still have my tribe. When I lost my tribe, it was like, it forced me to really look at everything about my life. And I feel like now, like some of the work that I've put in on myself, that it's like, I don't want to, um, like I really try to treat people or I, I really tried to treat people how I wanted to be treated. And I, I didn't feel like I was getting that in return. And then it's just kind of like, you know, like how they say with the love languages things, like, okay, you know, if your love language is X and I'm loving you like Z, you're not going to receive it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like me treating people how I want to be treated. I feel like people aren't going to look at how I'm treating them and be like, okay, okay, I can do this. I can do this. You know what I'm saying? Because people like you get so set into what you feel is acceptable or what you feel like, you know, this is what I'm giving out and this is that. You know what I'm saying? Like, kind of like how I say, like, help me in the way that I need help. If you like, if you're going to offer help, help me in the way that I need it and not the way that is convenient for you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If you're, if I'm treating you how I want to be treated, you know what I mean? Take a look at that. Take a look at what I'm bringing to you and how I'm, you know, maneuvering around for you and then give me some of that in return. But if you can't do that, like, I, well, I feel like most people aren't able to do that now because it's like, that's not convenient for me. You know what I mean? I can't treat you how, you know, I, how you want to be treated or I can't treat you how you're treating me because that inconveniences me. Yeah, but I think when you relate that to the whole self-care capacity thing that we talk about often, that's kind of like the trade-off. Mm. Like you can Elaborate. have... We have certain expectations, certain desires that sometimes we speak about and try to hold people accountable for it, and sometimes we don't. But the fact of the matter is we all want connections that are probably way beyond what most people want to give. Yeah. It could be because, like my case, I'm not close to family. I don't necessarily have much of a tribe. So anytime I connect with somebody, I'm overdoing it to try to make up the lost time. Right. Shit, the whole Saturday bullshit, me doing all that and sticking with this probably tr- me trying to make up a six years and prove that, hey, I do know how to talk to girls and all that's just some shit in my life that's getting in the way. Me, universe, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Right. And I think with the what you're talking about, the feeling is that I should be able to get what I put out because you know everything's a transfer of energy. But the problem is energy could be dismissed quickly. Mm-hmm. And well, I'm trying to get my thoughts together. It's just my brain is not. Yeah, no, I'm 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 definitely riding with you. And I think the overall what I'm trying to say is we're coming to that point, as you say in the 30s, where it's like, I know what I want, I know what I need, it's just I don't know how to not only get it, but to get it consistently and get yeah. it consistently from people who are willing to give it back to me. And when they yeah. ask something in return, they understand where what our relationship is and what I can actually give them. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't, one of the things I'm trying to learn, or at least starting to learn, is what you give people, they can't give to you exactly, but they give you something that similar to it well yeah some- like like you asking for oreos but they can give you chocolate cream sandwiches like i was thinking more so you asking for oreos and they can give you a sandwich 
Like they can give you sustenance. That's what I've been feeling like. <laughs> like I ain't got Oreos, but I got one Ritz cracker. You can have it, and I'll let you have the buttery side with the good salts. Like, <laughs> yeah, they can give you what you need, not just, but not in the form that you want it. Right. Is that what we he was thinking? Maybe. Am I yeah. Off? No. No. You're. You're. De you're definitely. They're like. I mean. I just feel like. I'm. I'm. I just feel like I haven't. I don't know. I'm just seeing or really like stepping into the fact that like I can't treat people how I want to be treated um, because I feel like I'm I'm getting an unfair. It's like an unbalanced thing. You know what I'm saying? Like if I want to be treated, you know, like a queen and I'm treating you like a queen and you're treating me like, uh, I guess. You know, a gesture. You you can you can get your gesture on you. You in the court. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you in the court. You you got a, a crown. It ain't no queen crown, but it's got a little diamond in it. It's cute. You know what I'm saying? And this is like, all right. So then, why am I? I gotta stop. I don't know. Like they say, you know, put the energy out that you want to receive. But I like even when I do put the energy out that I want to receive, I'm not receiving it back. So I'm at a point now where it's just like, you know, treat you how you want to be treated. And then treat everybody else accordingly. I get it. I, I don't know. It's something. It's not ringing exactly a hundred percent correct to me, but that's that's where I'm at now. Like I'm try. I tried the whole. Let me, you know, really like put forth effort into these, you know, um, situations in my life, but I don't see that being matched I don't see you know like me being conscious of certain things like okay I know this this might be a touchy subject for you so let me kind of like navigate through it not not this is just like you know saying a hypothetical not necessarily speaking about you but this might be like a touchy subject for you so let me just navigate these waters you know um, a little more gentle than I typically would because I understand that I don't want to rock the boat too much. I don't want to fuck you up with this. You know what I'm saying? Whereas people with me come like, ha, huh, I see this is a touchy subject for you. I see your waters is a little, uh, uh, but guess who's rocking the motherfucker today? Titanic. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, fuck, right? Like, okay. So we not navigating waters nicely. Like I, you know, I kind of navigated these waters gently for you. You can't navigate them the same in return. You know what I'm saying? Like, I definitely get where you are now. Yeah. It, it's like we used to talk about earlier in this series, how you are presenting yourself as honestly as you can, but they're stuck in a perception of what you can be for them. Yeah. And like I always I always said, because um, when I was younger, or in my late teens, um, I was known for having a bad attitude. And then once I got kind of out of that attitude, that bad attitude, people would still approach me like I had this terrible ass attitude. And it's like, okay, first of all, if you coming at me aggressively because you think that I'm already aggressive. So like, say I'm sitting here peaceful and you come at me with an attitude because you just assume that I had an attitude. Now I have an attitude. You know what I mean? Like I was ready to greet you with open arms, but you came over here smacking your lips, rolling your neck and, you know, doing all that extra shit. Now I feel the same way. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I started to say to myself, like, you know, um, for me on both sides, you got to allow people to grow out of the box that you place them in. 
just because this is what you knew them to be, that doesn't mean that they're always going to be this way forever, especially if, you know, they're trying to grow. And if they're trying to grow, you can't just close the lid on that and say, no, this is what you're going to, you're going to be this horrible person with this terrible ass attitude forever. And it's like, bro, I wasn't, I'm not like that no more. Like I've actually learned from, you know, things that I've gone through. I've learned from my experiences and you can't see that because you've got me placed in this box where I'm just this evil villain. You get what I'm saying? And also they don't know why you was in that box in the first damn place or presume to know why. And, and, and not even just they don't know why. They don't care to know why. I'm also learning that about people. I'm, and that's another thing that really frustrates me because it's like, where's the understanding? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I hate that I try to be so understanding to everybody. Like, okay, well, why do you feel that way? Like, why? what makes you feel that way? What, where is this coming from? What's the source of this, this feeling? Or what's the source of this attitude that you have towards me? Or why, you know what I mean? Why did you feel like that was okay? And there's like no sense of understanding when it comes to me. You know what I'm saying? If I'm having a bad day, oh, you're having a bad day. You're a bitch. And it's just like, whoa. So just just never mind what was making me have a bad day. Like, it's just, that's, that's the end all be all. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a little fucked up. Like, I, I don't know. I've just really been kind of, because um, when, I, when I can't understand people and like thought processes and things like that, then I just kind of go inward. Like, I just stay to myself because I don't want to be a live wire and I don't want to give, you know, fire to the people. I don't want to give the smoke to the people who don't have the fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so I'm just, you know, I've been trying to like understand more and it's been frustrating. Like every time that I try to understand more, I get more and more frustrated because it's just like, it could be easier than, than what it's, than what it is you know what I'm saying it could be so much easier the way people interact with each other the way that we understand and care about each other it could be so much easier but it's always one-sided not always but it's it, it, in my life right now I feel like every every situation is just a one-sided like okay well this is how you feel like right now I think the most caring person the most caring person that I've well, shit my kids you know what I'm saying? Like, they're the only ones. They don't just, like, my son came up here today. He's like, yo, you've been in the room by yourself all day. You okay? You want to talk? Yeah. I'm like, hey, shit, bro. I'm doing something right. That's all I could think. Like, I, it, it brought me to a tear because I'm like, I'm doing something right. Because it, it wasn't, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, you know, Shonda's been in her room all day. Like, she, she ain't really been talking to nobody. It's like, why are you in here? Like, what's going on? Why do you feel this way? Are you okay? You know what I mean? It's a genuine concern there. And I feel like we, I'm not going to say we need more of that. Well, obviously we do, but I feel like it's not enough of that in the world. So, or in my circle, you know, it's just like, I'm tired of trying to understand the whys of the peoples, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I'm over it, but I know that's not healthy. That's not going to help me in any way to be like, you know what? I'm done trying to understand why people act and do and 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 friendships and and I'm just I'm over it like I'm almost to the point where it's like I just I'm okay I well not even I'm okay I understand why being by yourself can be so peaceful 
But I'm gonna keep saying not for nothing, goddamn it. Yes, but, go for it. Shit, not for nothing. <laughs> not for nothing. Even when you know why they're in the pissy mood or fucked up mood, it doesn't mean that. Oh, I'm gonna have to use an example. Mm-hmm. Once or twice over since our last episode, or maybe even before that, my boss went off on me just for a little comment. And I know why she pops off on me sometimes, but at the same time, even with knowing why, it doesn't justify the fuck she did or how she handled it. Right. Sometimes you gotta just recognize this person is fucked up in their situation and their response. They will not apologize for it because they think they're justified. You think you're justified, so you just gotta let there be space. It's, and that's, it's just oh, it's just like you're just standing there, like like you leaning against the wall, like you pushing against the wall. It's just like, bruh, stop pushing back. Like, just talk to me. Tell me what's wrong. Why you feel that way? Because if I know why you feel that way, you know, or or even if you don't want to talk to me and tell me why you feel that way, just let me know that that's what it is. I'm I'm not. I can't understand my feelings, or I'm mad. I don't know why. Like I'm. I'm it's just so much that's been. Like the the thought process of humans, I've just not been able to wrap my hand around lately, and it's so so much shit. Like being vulnerable, opening up, shit like that. Like I'm just over having to interact with humans, bro. But again, the main thing is sometimes it's not about you understanding the why. Sometimes it's just like they're having a moment. They're working on their shit. I need to exit. It is not my job to know what the fuck you're going through all the time, what the hell somebody did to you so that you Mm -hmm. can put that shit on me just because you think that I may stick around. Fuck that. You have to get to work through. I already have my shit. I do not have the time Mm -hmm. Capacity. I'm not being paid in money, love, affection, etc., etc. Hello. Handle your shit. This is making me think of Malcolm Murray right now. You bet. See, and I haven't watched it because I like I've seen how toxic that shit. I'm like, bro, if I want to see something that toxic, I don't have to turn on fucking Netflix for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need to do that. So I haven't watched it, but. That movie is probably a little too triggering for most people. Yeah, and it's been like from what Facebook has said, it's been triggering. I've listened to some. Um, I've listened to people talk about it on podcasts and I've listened to conversations about it on Clubhouse. And even the conversations like that they were saying that took place and the reasons of why this was that, it just was so triggering. Oh, it was so triggering. I was like, yeah, no, I'll have to wait maybe like summertime I'll watch it or something because- It's a two hour movie of this back and forth. That's what I, that's what they were saying. Like, it's just a two hour, it was like, it's two hours of just them being toxic. Yeah, she's, he's going on about her drug addiction. She's talking about how she, he used her story to make himself famous, but won't even give her a fucking thank you. Didn't allow her addiction. He'll fight for everything else. Kiss every man, person's ass he has to, but he will not fight for, to sum it all up. No, you stop know, it, stop it, stop it. It's too, it's too toxic. I can't take it. Oh my God. The best way to- Who? Malcolm and Marie? Yeah, sounds like somebody else I know. (laughs) The best way to sum it up is that James Baldwin, Nikki Giovanni conversation about go to everybody else's face, kiss their ass, sweet. Yes, but when it comes to me, I gotta get the bad part of you. I gotta get the 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 weight of the day. I gotta. I can't. Like, nah, I get it now. Like, lie to me. I can't. I can't lie to you. You must. You must. Shit. I need to feel. I need to feel 
like I am something. So if I have to get, if I have to be them in the world, the people who beat you down every day just to get a a, a decent side of you, then please, shit. Oh, that that conversation. I'm gonna have to watch that conversation again. You. First of all, you know how I feel about JB. That's number one. Me and Jimmy, that's my baby. Jimmy from the Temptations? No, Jim- <laughs> James Baldwin. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> his his friends called him Jimmy, and oh. I believe that he and I would have been friends had I lived in his time frame. I think but. that's thing would have been too frustrating for your life. Definitely, but uh, like, listen, just like I said, that conversation, man. Just even in the the the, the little nuances, just the way she said, "No, you must, you must." That right there, like that, just rings off in my head because it's so true. Like, bro, I I don't want to be the only one. Like, and then you do it because that person is right there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like, how come everybody else gets the effort? You know what I mean? Everybody else gets you at your 10 and I get you at your two. You know, like, I don't, that's, that's the, no, you, yeah. Yeah, that, that movie was probably going to be way too triggering for me. It is. It is. Yeah. And don't get old, but I, I watched the trailer and let me tell you something about that John David. Ooh. I'll ride up, put my little kitten right on his motherfucking face so fast. When he was, because uh, I only watched the trailer. <laughs> Exactly. He was like, what do you want from me, Marie? I was like, me. I want you. (laughs) Yo, he sounded just like Denzel, bro. I'm like, Denzel, but my age group? Come here. You the daddy. Training day. Train me, damn it. (laughs) Bro, that's like, and he, his body type isn't even like my type, but that one part in the trailer where he was just sitting there with his shirt off, I was like, oh, little, little, little nipples, oh, little cute little nipples. Like that voice, just, uh, what do you want from me, Marie? Shit, I'll tell you what I want, John David. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he sounds just like his father. And I'm, I imagine that he, he acted that role well. How do you feel about his acting? Oh, I liked it. Of course, they... One of the main things I kind of feel in about, and maybe it's because I'm a dude, is because they damned the fuck out of everything he didn't say, but they played down the whole part about him being with her for five years through her drug addiction, her cheating on him, and I'm just like, and y'all gonna pretend like this is all done just so he could write a fucking screenplay? Who the fuck would go through all that with someone for a fucking screenplay in a movie? You'd be surprised. Um, one, one of the podcasts that I was listening to as they were talking about it, they were saying that he had mentioned something to the likes of like he's dated damaged girls before. And then they were saying they they noted how he comes from, excuse me, a family, like a privileged family, like a two family home. So it's like, are you dating these damaged women so that you can have something to write about? I thought it was kind of, if I'm being honest, a predatory thing because he's Mm -hmm. a man, the damaged good, he has Goods, such Wait, a- before you go on in that, let me ask you, because I know there was um, a discrepancy about the age difference in real life, but it, does her is her character in the movie um, considerably younger than him? Um, when they met, she was 20, but they never mentioned how old Malcolm is. Okay, 
because when you say like predatory and you know like that it puts me in a mind state of like I'm you know I, I I'm old like I've been I don't want to say preyed on but like I've been in situations where like I was dealing with older men and it was because they thought okay she's younger so I can get away with the bullshit. I can, you know, treat her kind of any way that I want and kind of mold her to what is good for me because she doesn't know any better type of thing. But we've got you know to remember being a predator isn't necessarily age. It's usually dealing with money and access. Mm, okay, okay, okay. For example, like, if I'm somebody, like my situation, I basically have a, not like rich, but decent amount of money. If I was to suddenly decide to do some stupid shit, like hang out with 18, 19 year olds, even though I don't got shit, I still could technically be seen as a pedo because I'm more stable than they are at that age. Mm -hmm. You're in a, uh, yeah, okay. Well, even still, yeah, but then at the same time, when I was younger like that, like I was dating um, dudes who were older because of that. Like, but it wasn't necessarily like, I want you to take care of me. It was just like, I just want you to be able to take care of yourself so that I can just, you know, I don't have to worry about, you know, where is your, how, where are you going to go? Where, what you going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm good. I've always been able to be good by myself. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I get and, where you're going though. And then with Malcolm Marie, it's not like she was completely dependent on him. I mean, granted, Hongo, I don't think, had a job, so she was definitely kept in some ways. But she also mentioned all the shit she does for him besides helping him get a screenplay and a movie together. She apparently handles all the household shit, like with them moving. Mm-hmm. She, she can't cook for shit, but she tries. Like, um, I heard she made some terrible macaroni. Well, Zendaya doesn't cook a damn self, so what you expect? Um... It's why she's so skinny, maybe. Um, oh, stop it. <laughs> Hollywood. Well, bad. she's vegan or something like that. I don't know. But then again, I shouldn't say that because Chloe and Hallie are vegan and they are not skinny. Oof. Chloe, go on, girlfriend. She is bringing it out of me, baby. <laughs> she is bringing it out of me. Uh, it's, uh, but then at the same time, it's like, I'm not her age, so I can't like get away with, you know, that type of, you know, this is what it is. Like she's, she, I miss being that age though. Like I miss having that freedom to be like, yeah, put these ass cheeks right up here on the internet. What you gonna do about it? You know what I'm saying? Like now, if I do it, it's gonna be like, bitch, you don't get them old ass zebra stripes out of here. But isn't that the fucked up thing? You have only lived like what ten or so years to like embrace your sexuality after you just discovered it, and then after- exactly. But you know what though? Like keeping it all the way honest, like. I be looking at people in a in their thirties and then they like first of all like you pop like oh, there's a lot of people that's popping in their thirties like super popping in their thirties and didn't really start popping off until they thirty and it's like really just when you start to find yourself unfortunately like back in the day it was easier for like you know our parents generation and stuff like that for them to find themselves earlier you know but for us it's like we got so much stacked against each other uh, stacked up against us that we don't get a chance to like really experience the 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 joy and the fun of being an adult like you know a functioning adult until we're in our 30s you know like I don't feel like I've reached my time yet like I feel like I feel like I'm probably going to be like back popping again around 35 you know what I mean between 35 and 40 I'm probably gonna be one of them chicks that's like oh dang you 40 like you out here with it okay I see you you know what I'm saying but it is I don't know like I, I do miss being able to like 
you know, explore myself and, 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 you know, do those type of, I don't want to say hoish things, but free, freely, freeish things. I get what you mean. Like, I remember when I was younger, I would banshee scream, even though I'm pretty sure people took it away. <laughs> but just the ability to scream that loud on the street and not give a fuck is just completely robbed of me at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's certain things that I'm still, like, always going to do. Like, I'm always going to be goofy just because that's me. But, like, it's like the now whole side of being sexual. Like, if I was just to, like... I have the desire to like embrace my sexuality, like not necessarily sexuality, but you know, to embrace me and 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 the thing and like you know just me, I guess. But mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I feel like now I'm just at a point where it's like it's. I think I'm at a point where it's gonna be less about me doing it for me, and more about me doing it for the world. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you you doing that so that people could look at you. Or you doing that for attention, and it's just like I haven't gotten to the point where I can honestly sit there and be like, no, nah, I'm not. Like, I just this is just me. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, somebody had said something about like, oh, um, it, they were joking, but they were like, if you break up with a girl, uh, you're supposed to delete her nudes. And then I commented, and I was like, send them back to her first, you know, because not for nothing, I would love to receive my nudes from my early twenties. Okay. Like, I would love to go back at the bitch. Yes. <laughs> okay. Look at you. Sitting up tight. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But I can't I, I can't do those type of things anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I can't I can't have those hoish stages because I'm too old. <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're only 31, 32. 32. Yeah, 32. But I think it might be more just about my mentality. Like, my mentality is just... I, before I do anything else, like, I'm the type of person, like, get the work done before you have fun. You know what I mean? And I don't feel like I've gotten enough of the work done for me to be out here trying to have whatever type of fun it is that I think I'm trying to have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. I'll get there. Hmm. Let's see if I can learn how to sit. Did you watch the little things? No, I didn't watch it. I started to watch it and I got to the part where he was like, Don't look at me like that. You the one that ran away for two weeks when he was talking to the dog. And mm-hmm. then I was like, I'ma come back to it. And nope. I ain't nope. come back to it yet. Don't go back. This is a trash ass movie. Was it? I'm gonna put it to you this way, because this is what my coworker keeps hopping on. How the mm-hmm. fuck got a gun towards somebody and yet you're the one fucking digging. Let's back that up. You Wait, were... you're holding a gun while digging. No, no, no. You had the gun yet somehow the other person convinced you to be digging rather than you who has the bullets. Yeah, no, that's stupid. And on top of that, it's Denzel, I, low key, I feel like he dialed it in. Mm. And he's just... Well, I I heard well I heard some mixed things. I heard that you know he he's just phenomenal, and then I also heard that like the other guy that he was working with was also phenomenal, but the the story was just trash or the the story didn't move along well. No, because Rami Malek is dry as fuck most of his productions. Who's that? The White Jesus? No, that's Jared Leto who plays Joker in the in a what is it Justice League Batman whatever the fuck that thing is called. Oh, I don't watch that shit. 
Yeah, it's like only Joker I respect is Joaquin and Heath. <laughs> what about Jack Nicholson? What as Joker? Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one, <laughs> or I'll recall it. Talk about me and not knowing older things. First of all, I don't know <laughs> old white things. I'm sorry. Saved <laughs> by the Bell is a white thing. It's not old though. It's at least he knows it's a white thing. R.I.P. Dustin, even though I heard you was a little bit racist. A little. Still screech. You said a little? Oh, gosh. Yeah. All not... right, so what's next on the docket? Um, yeah, We could do Judas and the Black Messiah. <laughs> I didn't see it yet. Did it come out? I remember I saw it at Sundance. Oh, yeah. No, don't talk about it until I see it, because I do plan on watching it. Because, you know, AJ loves some Black Panthers. Um, Just know there's a lot of gun violence, so you may have to explain that to her. Like it's uh, she, she, listen, listen, listen. I watched uh Promising Young Woman. Is that uh, on the list? Uh, no, but I watched it, so we can follow. Yeah, so I watched that and it fucked me up because it made me have a conversation with AJ that I wasn't really ready to have. Hmm. So okay. now she no, she wasn't watching it with me. Like she tried to. She kept coming in the room and um and like trying to like sit. You know how you come, you know how you go in your mama room and act like you're doing something just to see what she doing? It was like that. And then at one point, she had asked me something that was going on. And she sat through the the when the girl got killed in the uh what was her name? Carrie? No. Cassie. Cassie, right? Um the the friend that got raped? No, the friend that got raped was Nina. The girl was Cassie, right? Uh, you let me look this up because I'm pretty sure it is. But promise. Well, she was on the bed, and when dude, like when she had him handcuffed or whatever, oh, and dude okay. started suffocating her. AJ's like, "Wait, what's happening? Why is he doing that to her?" And I had to break down what suffocating meant. So she learned what suffocating means. Now she's walking around talking about so, you're suffocating me. You're suffocating me. I can't breathe when you do this. Um, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see Cassandra, whichever you prefer. Yeah, and then the, um, and then I had the she was like asking like, well, why, why was she there? What like that type of thing? So I'm like, all right, so look, this is basically what happened. So I broke it down to her, and I had to like kind of touch base on. I touched base on consent, and it just got to the point where she kept like asking, and I was trying to get around the whole conversation of rape, and I was just like, all right, so we about to have a conversation that I don't know if I'm ready for you to have, but you keep asking, so. I'm going to just try to explain it to you the best way that I can. So mm-hmm. she was, I was like, uh, her friend got raped in front of a lot of people. And she's like, rape, what's that? And I was like, that is when a boy, <laughs> I was like, that is when a boy um, or a girl forces their body onto another person. And she didn't understand that. So I was like, all right, so basically... He put his his penis in her vagina and she didn't want him to. She was like, oh, oh my God. Why would he do that? So we had to have a whole conversation about um, consent. Well, we all, you know, we already talked about consent. We talked about boundaries. We talked about um, rape. We talked about uh, predators and pedophiles. We talked about why I always be asking her, like, you know, anytime she say something hurt, I'm like, like, touch you, you know, like, we had that whole conversation. And so I was like, all right, so mind you, the shit is on pause. So I'm like, can you get out so I can finish the movie? 
She was like, yeah. So she started walking out. She turned around and was like, mommy. I was like, what? She was like, you think when I turn 10, we could watch this? I was like, I don't know. We'll talk about it then. That's her thing. She feel like she just needs to be 10 to do big kid stuff. But I'm like, that was a loaded conversation. And I also had to tell her, like, listen, you know a lot more than other than the average person, the average six-year-old. So you can't just go around using these type of terms. You get what I'm saying? Like, if you can, if you identify a situation where, you know what I mean, or if you're in a situation where you can identify that these type of inappropriate things are taking place, speak on it. I said, but don't just go around talking about, do you know what rape is? Because some parents ain't ready for that shit. Like, you wasn't ready for that shit. I wasn't. It, it's like, it, I wasn't, but every time I have a, a, converse, a hard conversation with her about things that I'm not ready for, more so like the, the me not being ready is more so because she'll, when she learns something, she feels it necessary for her to teach other people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I remember once, like, we were at a party. We were at, like, a Super Bowl party a couple years ago. She was, like, three. Probably like, three, maybe four. Probably like, three. And, well, maybe four. Between three and four. But she's always been very well-spoken and very mature for her age. So, girls tend to be like, oh, that's my friend. You know, they, they oh, she's, she's so, so cute and she speaks so well and she's got a good conversation. That's my friend. That's a mistake. If you call AJ her friend, she's going to think that she can talk to you how, you know, like, we cool. Like, I could I can really share with you. So, so I just kept saying, oh, you my friend, you my friend. So she felt like in the conversation, they were talking and somebody said something about their chest. And she was like, oh, yeah, no, I know. I used to drink milk from my mom's breast. And so the lady came back to me and was like, oh, she's so disrespectful. And she be saying things that she shouldn't say. Da, 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 da. And she said, she drank milk from your breast. And I'm like, she did. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to, but she's not supposed to tell you that. Like, but from there I learned. So now it's like, whenever I tell her things, it's more so about my concern is, is less about her understanding and more about her telling a, an adult or somebody else who won't understand. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I don't really have a problem keeping shit from her. She's like one of the trillest people I know. Like, yo, she gives the best advice. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> she, like, you know, um, I was singing Casanova one day and she like, what you listening to? So I played it for her and then she asked, what's the Casanova? So I gave her like, I gave her the urban, you know, dictionary type of definition of like what we refer to it as. And then I gave her the origin of where that came from. So we actually looked up the dude Casanova. I can't remember his first name, but we actually looked him up and like read about him and stuff like that. So now when she walks around saying like, oh, don't be a Casanova, like she knows what the fuck she's talking about. Like she's not just saying like, you know, don't don't. You know, like the song says, nah, she's saying, like, don't be a womanizer. Don't don't treat people badly. Like, don't be having all these, you know, like, she be knowing. So it's like when I teach her, when I have these, huh? Who she saying this to? Anybody who will fucking listen. Shoot. Yes, my baby is, listen, some of the conversations she be having with me, I be sitting there like, girl. <laughs> girl. <laughs> and like, um, remember I told you uh, my, my motto about happiness over love and I want I don't want her to date until she knows that like now it's to the point where she just be like um, 
like, you know, she'd be asked, I see something like, yeah, I don't think I'm ever going to be ready for you to date. She'd be like, no, because one day I'm going to be ready and I'm going to understand. I'm going to know that I need to pick happiness always over love. She was like, even though I love you, if you're not making me happy, I need to still do what I need to do to be happy. And I'm like, there you go. There you go. She's like, yeah, because if you're not making me happy, I love you, but you could still get, what she said, you could still get snipped. And she did the scissors. Snipped. Yeah, cut off. Oh, I was about to say, what she cut it. <laughs> Listen, my baby, like, and it's, it's like, I'm teaching her all the things that I wish that somebody would have taught me. But even though she's six with some of the deeper conversations that we've had, I feel it necessary because if she knows what's going on, you can't pull a fast one over her. You know what I mean? Like, she's going to be less likely to fall victim to somebody's bullshit because she already knows what's up. You know what I mean? As an adult, you can't come over there and, and say like, oh, well, I can touch you here. It's all right. Your mom says so. Because she gonna be like, no, because my mom can't even touch me here. So why would she tell you you can? You know what I mean? Like, she's mm. on it. Like, she don't play that shit at all. Like, you can't, if she don't got clothes on, you can't come in her room. You know what I mean? Like, she's, so it's like, she's that way, though, because I explained to her, not just telling her, like, putting fear in her, like, oh, this is the, the, no, nah, I just let her know there's people out there, there's adults out there who look at children, you know, in the way that people look at each other romantically, and that's not okay, you know, and that might lead to them trying to touch you. You need to be prepared, not saying that this is ever going to happen to you, but in the event that it does, you need to know, you know, what to do, what to say, and who to say it to. So, but yeah, that's where it's more so, um, my issue is more so about her taking something and then how the, the the adults around her is gonna feel, which obviously it really shouldn't be my concern because she's not. I, I should. I'm not trying to raise her to make other people comfortable. Mm-hmm. But you know, just certain things. It's just like I don't feel like having certain conversations. Like she don't since COVID, she don't be hanging out with like a whole bunch of different people or anything like that. But once once she started hanging out with her friends again, it's just like, I don't want parents going, hey, so AJ told my daughter that rape means and my daughter doesn't even know what a penis is and, you know, that, that type of thing. It's just like, well, she got schooled today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for not... Oh, damn, I'm going to keep saying that damn word. Not for nothing. Not for nothing. It's like, don't they know that the parent and child is in sync? So if you can't deal with that from the parent, why do you think the child ain't going to know something about that? Exactly. Just a small bit. Like with my dad, I don't know when he decided to introduce what sex was to me, but since then it was like, I know what that dad and dad is to the point where it's like, I could, what was it? When I was in late middle school, talk shit about shit. I really was not shit. And I, look, I knew about and that's the thing like I knew about this shit so early like I remember the day that I learned what sex was there were some older kids we lived in an apartment complex in North Carolina there were some older kids who went into like the woods to have sex and I was literally six years old literally remember um, somebody yelled ew they put cum on the tree and I'm like what what's that and somebody just like an older kid broke it down to me so I've always like I've known what sex was since I was young young and then once they told me what sex was me hearing my mom and her boyfriend getting it on didn't make it any better it just confirmed what the hell like it was like all of these because like one time um the way where we used to live in Montclair did my mom had changed like the dining room into her bedroom so that 
me and it was like a one bedroom apartment i think so like she changed the dining room to her bedroom um so it had like french doors i'm guessing it was a dining room i just remember it being french doors and it being off to the kitchen and yeah. she had put these um these sheets up over it so that you can't see in but one of the sheets got caught on something so you could see at the bottom so i remember one time i was going to see if she was awake because the door was closed and i looked at the bottom and i seen them having sex and i was like don't know what the fuck that was but then when i got to north carolina and somebody explained what sex was i was like oh okay that's what i saw you know what i'm saying so it was like two plus two equals four then add another two okay now we got six so everything just came full circle so i had always knew what it meant and what it was or whatever like that but whenever i learned something young i will always tell myself like growing up i always tell myself if i was able to comprehend it at that age like i'm not going to hide it from you know, from my kids. Like, I'm not going to act like this ain't a thing. You know what I mean? Like, Amir was little, you know, he had that age. He want to sit in his room and play with himself. I'm like, bro, do that shit. Like, I don't care if you do it. Just do it where nobody, like, in your personal space. Like, you can't do that in no communal space. You can't do it in the bathroom. If you're in the shower, by all means, aim at the drain. Clean up after yourself. But, well, I don't, he, he, don't, he don't got no squirt out yet. But... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, you know, I even told him that I was like, you know, one of these days when you hit pu- puberty, you probably gonna have some. It's gonna be a little shock to you. I just need you to be understanding that you have to clean up after yourself because I'm not dealing with no crusty t-shirts and no crusty socks. So you can do laundry, right? Yeah, he knows how to do laundry, and that's why I told him you gotta learn how to do laundry because you're about to hit puberty, and I'm not dealing with no crusty t-shirt and no crusty socks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, like me and his father, we play, we joke around about it, but like, we be serious, and he be he be right there with us. Like, so if you hear us talk about it, you'll probably be like, "Yo, y'all some sick people," thinking that we joking, but we be dead ass serious. Like, AJ wanted to spend a night in his room one night, and she was like, "I'm staying in Amir's room." I'm like, "You better ask Amir," and she was like, "I could stay in Amir's room," and Amir kind of had this look on his face, like that look that you got on your face right now, like, uh. Um, I don't want to say no, but I don't want to say yeah. So I was like, he probably don't want he probably don't want you to stay in there. And then his dad came in and was like, yeah, he probably got plans to rub his little meat all night. And Amir bust out laughing. And I was like, he laughing because he know that's what his plan was. And he started shaking his head like, yeah, that was. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, I'm open with it. I'm upfront with it. And especially like with boys, because when I was raising aunts, um, when I had aunt's little cousin and we lived down south, um, I had actually caught him. Like, I walked in on him masturbating. I'm like, bruh, we don't have to talk about this. But, like, I made him feel hella uncomfortable first. I made hella jokes, picked on him for hella days. And then finally, like, it wasn't until he, t- he told his best friend that was down there what happened. His best friend was always, you know, coming over to my house. And when his best friend came over, I was just like, um, like, I don't know who brought it up, but like we said, we talked about it, but it was like in a joking manner, but it was like a serious conversation. I told him, like, listen, all right, well, if that's what y'all going to do, you know, first of all, got to do this, da 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 And then they was talking about somebody in the neighborhood, some little, one of the little girls in the neighborhood that they like was going to get some, um, she was going to fuck some dude. Some huh? other little, yeah, exactly. Exactly. The middle schoolers, mind you. She was going to fuck some dude, um, that she had liked, some little boy that she liked or whatever. And they was telling me about it. And I was telling them, like, all right, so listen, I can't tell y'all, you know, that you can and can't do something, but I'm going to tell y'all the truth about what happens when you do it. So this is what you need to know. 
You know what I'm saying? I just gave him the education on it because I like even though I was raising aunt's little bro, aunt's little cousin or whatever, like that's not my son, and I wasn't legally connected to him. So like I could tell you, don't do this, don't do that, but you know what I mean? Who's to say you're gonna listen? You know what I mean? And not for nothing, most of the time when you tell a kid don't do something, they're going to do it. So, so I'd rather just make give you all the information. So we all sat there and we talk about it. That's why I was like the coolest person in the in the neighborhood because like they could all come to me and talk to me literally about anything. But I feel like when you give them that space to like, you know, understand. Okay, you have somebody that you could talk to and ask these hard questions that you might not be able to ask your parents you might not be able to you know put into words or have understanding of or feel you know what I mean like well this is me I come with the jokes you're gonna feel uncomfortable but after a while you're gonna laugh so hard that you're gonna understand like all right well I don't want to tell her not because I'm uncomfortable about what happened but because I know she's gonna have mad jokes about it you know what I mean because mm-hmm. like I really was bringing it to the jokes like Cause AJ kept walking back there and I'm like, Amir is sleeping on the couch. And like AJ was like one. So she was walking, her room was next to their room, but she couldn't reach the light to turn on her light in her room. So she walked back there and then she walked back to the front. She walked back there. She walked back to the front. So finally I'm like, why ain't nobody, usually somebody turn the light on for her by then. So I'll walk in, I'll put her in my room, put the TV on, I'll go back there. And this nigga got the phone, <laughs> turn my camera on. He got the phone, he like this. Ooh, other hand was going at it. I said, oh. I said, bruh, at least Clay, because he didn't know I was ready. I'm like, at least close the damn door. <laughs> so he's like, oh, oh. So then after a while, like, he came, he, he was, um, you know, his embarrassment wore off a little bit. He thought he could make a trip to the bathroom. So he went to the bathroom. Then he went back to his room. And he tried to ease out to the living room. And I was like, yeah, you got that duck about you. Now you ready to come out here dancing because uh, Amir had woke up and was dancing in the living room. He came in trying to dance. And I said, no, 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 I don't dance now. <laughs> Feeling a little light now, huh? And from there, like, he's like, you going to tell Aunt? I said, I already told him. Wait, <laughs> now so we can joke about it more. <laughs> that was the first thing I did. Said, Let me tell you about this little badass motherfucker. His little nasty nigga. <laughs> That was the motherfucking first thing I did was tell him. And when he come home, we're gonna pick on you some more. And that's exactly what we did. As soon as Ann got home, we picked on his ass all night. He's like, man, I ain't doing nothing around you ever. I was like, all you had to do was close the door, my nigga. Like, that's it. Like, close the door. I went and cashing. I was like, what you was doing? Shaking dice under the covers. He's like, yeah, yeah. He stopped, thought about it, like, oh shit. Like, exactly, nasty nigga. <laughs> But yes, there you go. Inappropriate mm-hmm. conversations. Kids learning about themselves, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> what other movie? Uh, I didn't watch, I don't, well, I watched Good Doctor, but I don't remember what episode I stopped on. I did. I don't know. I like the black lady. Not the, uh, well, I like both the black lady. I just want all black people to win. Um, Jordan. Is it me that, or is it um, what's the boys' hill? Harper Hill, Hill Harper. Yeah, Hill. Does it does it look like he getting sick again? Sick again? What do you mean again? Yeah, well, I know he beat cancer at some point, but like <laughs> I, I was looking at him, and he kind of was like looking real thinnish. Oh, he had a typhoid cancer. Hmm. Oh. 
this is new information. Mm-hmm. Oh, he used to be on CSI New York. That's why. Uh, that was new information to me. I'm like, I didn't know he had. He was working like that. Okay, okay, okay. He believes he inspired Aaliyah's try again. What is this? Was he dating? <laughs> did he? He no, uh, he ain't. Well, I was gonna say she did date. She did date R. Kelly. So Mm-mm. I don't know if that counts as dating, considering that situation. But you know, uh, yeah, it's, mm-hmm, you were absolutely right. Speak on it. I was just taking advantage of a young girl who wanted a singing career. Sometimes I forget R. Kelly's still alive. Did you watch the Wendy Williams movie, by the way? I did. I didn't watch the documentary after, but I did watch the um, the movie. What did you think about it? Did you watch it? I watched the movie, and I read her book years ago. I don't and think I read the book, which is odd, because I was like literally a big fan of hers. I still have, no, I gave the book away when I was in job court. Mm. Um, so, yeah, what you thought about the movie? I thought it was better than I was expecting it, because after that... Um, Salt and Pepper movie, I'm like, this is going to be trash. I, I watched that too, actually. I didn't because I heard they did spend it alongside a few six with support them. They, the way they played her, I'm not going to say like play her out, but the, the way they played her role in the, the thing, they gave her real um, real just, yeah, she she was there, you know. <laughs> it was re- it was like that. It was a lot of like, yeah, you know, she was there. Like, who's this? Oh, this is the new Spinderella. Like, she probably had maybe like four or five lines. Oh, that's just all kinds of. <laughs> and that, that that might even be um, that might even be generous, being generous. Yeah, that <laughs> might even be being generous. I think with the Wendy movie, what I was surprised by is she didn't dog Kevin out. I I feel like, well, I mean, granted, like we needed, like the story was meant to um, to go, you know, it was like her response to what happened. You know what I mean? Like, oh, everybody wants a statement from her on the baby and, you know, how him and the mistress did I, how that happened and that relation and her relationship. And I feel like her, that was just her being like, all right, well, here's what you need to know. But when we talk about Wendy and like uh, it being a biopic and about her life, I wanted to know more. I wanted to see more about her life outside of the relationship. I feel like they... And this is only because I read the book. I feel like there was so much that could have went into her personal life. Mm-hmm. Like they dropped so much about her mother, her relationship with her mother, with her father, and I was like, yeah. And I wanted to see that too, because that transition from your mother and father being torturous, making you feel very secure about your way and all that, to what we used to see on the Wendy Williams show with her. Yeah, lover. that's what I'm like. No, exactly. <laughs> like, what the hell? I thought y'all wait, y'all had problems. Y'all was just all super happy and shit. Like, I'm so confused. Because it's like her career, we knew her career. It's like what the TOC movie's like, we lived through most of this. Exactly. So, I like, got something new. Exactly. Like, I, yeah, I, I definitely would have preferred more more information in her life. Like, it, it was more like, I I get it though. Like I said, this was her, her answer to like, I'm going to just tell you what happened in the relationship so you understand, you know, my side you know what I mean like this was her opportunity to tell her side of the the situation 
but I don't want your side. Like, I mean, you can incorporate it in there. Like, I, I think a mini, uh, what is it called? The, the, the docu-series or whatever they call it. Like, yeah. a little series would have been better because I'm okay. Like, I, I, I'm interested in knowing what happened, you know, in your relationship and how that played a role in your professional life. But at the same time, I still want to know more about your professional life because I was a fan fan. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I love me some Wendy. So it's like, I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I want to hear more. I, I don't give a fuck about this Kelvin nigga. Like, I, Kevin nigga, whatever his name is. Like, I'm mad you even had to deal with him. Like, move. Get out of the way. You're fucking up the money. Ooh, speaking of fucking up the money, did you did you watch or hear about that Britney Spears docu- documentary that came out, like, Friday, Saturday? No, I didn't. But that would explain why I keep seeing Britney Spears all over my timeline. That sh- I watched that shit this morning. That was not something to start my morning with. It was bad. It wasn't bad. It's about her conservatorship and how she got. Oh my God, it's getting me mad all over again because I used to be a big ass Britney Spears fan. Long- I can tell you look like the type to be walking around screaming, "It's Britney, bitch!" I kind of fell off once she got to give me more because the quality went down. Give me, give me more. Give me more. Give me more. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So, but it goes into how her father was basically low. He sounded like a low key dead people just was there for the money. That's the only reason he ever invested in her. It makes him sound like he prayed to the chance where she was kind of going out of her mind because of this life that happened. Now. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, Spears. so long story short, it's about an hour docu- documentary about Britney Spears' life and how she basically set up the perfect storm to be in the position that she's in. They go into how she was a child star, how her father pretty much was an early investor in her career with the idea that eventually his daughter's going to be so rich that he'll get a boat or some shit like that. So the problem is his wife, um, Lynn Spears, mostly did the work. And then when she wasn't able to, they had hired some type of nanny when Britney was like 15 to watch after her because, you know, they have the daughter, Jamie Lynn Spears, who got pregnant around 15, 16, but that's a whole different story. Anywho. Yeah, that one that one definitely caught me off guard when they announced it. I was like, ain't she like 12? Like, I didn't know white people do stuff like that. Wasn't super sweet? Not super sweet. Um, teen, pre- teen mom out by that point. Um, later. I think it was a little bit later. And then it was the life of the American teenager and all. Mm-hmm. So they go from when early pop Britney and how even when she was doing like Star Search, how people ask about a boyfriend and stuff like that, rather than like what she's interested in, singing wise, who's her inspirations. And they kind of paint the narrative that they so badly wanted Britney to be this innocent thing so that when she started to become a woman, they damned her for it. Mm-hmm. After that, they isolated her. And whenever they had the opportunity, they would punish her for being anything beyond her perception. Like with the Justin Timberlake thing, who's a trash-ass motherfucker, the more I think about it. Wait, how- do they talk about uh, him being trash in the uh, thing? Or are you just saying he's trash just off of what you... No, they pushed the idea that when it came to him and her and Justin breaking up, how his whole, what is that song, Cry Me a River came out, and he that was the shit. How he used to have to jump me, off. Cry me, <laughs> cry me, cry me. 
How you bridges were burned. Now it's your turn to cry, cry me a river. Anyway. Cry me, cry me. Shit, that's still in rotation to this day. To this day. When fuck boys get their feelings hurt. Uh, no, that was not not like all jokes aside. That was a really good song. It was a good video too. Until it was, you- I, yeah, I, eh, eh, whatever. The video, <laughs> see, because remember when it, around the time that it came out, before like I ain't gonna say before, but like if you did, if you didn't have like money, money, then you didn't really have MP3 players and shit like that. So you have to watch the video on TV, right? Then you have to like do the rewind and shit like that. So I'd always want to hear the song. But I'd have to watch the whole video. Like I have to watch the video with it. I could, I could have did without the video, Timberland. except for Timbaland. Like <laughs> Timbaland always is so cool. Like, but, you know, I mean the video. Yeah, you're right. The video was kind of cool when he was chasing behind her and almost touching her and shit. That was kind of cool. Yeah, you're right. But it's also kind of weirdly stalkery. It was. It was. It was. In retrospect. It was. You're right. You're right. You're right. But cry me, cry me. Take a shower and shit. Well, y'all in a relationship, or what is this in your head? Help me out with this storyline. I don't know, but so so, did they touch base on that too? Oh, about her possibly cheating on him. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. This I is white people drama. About their relationship, except for they wore jeans to the VMAs, <laughs> <laughs> and that she broke his heart, or that he made a song saying that she broke his heart. That's pretty much all I knew. Yeah, but I mean, she didn't confirm or deny, but at the same time, her, when you learn about conservatorship and how the situation is, it's like, this is so trash. Because what triggered it was, you know, her and Kevin Federline got two kids together, right? Mm-hmm. So what triggered her having that whole meltdown was the fact that the paparazzi caught her on the night where Kevin refused to let her see her kids. Mm. So, and of course, her kids were her everything because... The way they make Britney pan out is like she ain't really have friends. When it came to family and all that, she didn't know who was there for the money, who was there for her. So the kids were the only like pure relationship she had. Mm-hmm. And it cut off from them was losing her mind. And then of course the whole issue of when it, they try to show that Britney Spears had a lot of control over her performance, but when it came mm-hmm. to life, it slowly slipped away more and more. So as it started to affect her career and people touching her hair, touching her expecting things from her, like with the paparazzi, going from like a cordial relationship to them being overly aggressive, mm-hmm. her head off because one less, it's like when you're military, one less thing to grab at. Her not being able to see her kids, being labeled a bad mom for doing a lot of shit that if she wasn't famous would probably seem really normal. I could believe it. So all that led to her breakdown, which depending on how you look at it, might not have been a breakdown as much as her father seen an opportunity and taking it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she ended up in a conservatorship where he controls who she gets to be around. He controls her finances. He controls all of her assets. Mm. And yet, as they keep saying in the documentary, yet she's able to do world tours, do X Factor, have a Las Vegas residency. Yet, for some reason, she needs some dude controlling her life. That's her father. Her father that she doesn't even have much of a relationship with. And that would be my problem right there. Like, bro, I don't even fuck with you like that. And on top of that, she can't even change who a conservative is. Her conservative is because it's court appointed, it's court ordered. So mm-hmm. she, she basically has no legal 
Well, she can try to like appeal it and try to change it, but the fuck of the matter is, if the court don't think she's all there, she can't do shit. Mm-hmm. Which is extremely terrifying when you think about it, that just because you're having a moment and it's very public and people can have their little perceptions, somebody can take over your life. Yeah. And that's why she doesn't work as much as she used to, because this is her only means of protesting, because for them to make money off of her, and they even said her former lawyer considered her, like, they said it went from a conservatorship to, like, uh, some type of business now, which it's not supposed to be. And it's, mm-hmm. like, aim not only for her lawyer to try to get out of this shit, but also for her dad's lawyer to keep her in this shit. So it's really fucked up when you think about it. Yeah, see, don't, 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 don't. Mm-mm. It's one of them things where you just be like, it's too much. It's just too much. Like, y'all got me fucked up. I hope she gets that shit together, though. And then people like to point out her Instagram so it makes it seem like she's calling for help and everything. I'm just like, this is a lot. Mm-hmm. Cryptic messages, too. It's just this poor baby. Oh my god, all that's left is ready to love and euphoria. Alright, euphoria is back, or are you talking about the Jules episode? The Jules episode. Didn't watch it. I don't even think I finished the, the, the what you call it episode once I realized that they weren't actual like episodes to like start the season. It was just like, oh no, nah, I don't want no in-between. Don't give me no piece of meat to hold me over, bitch. Give me the whole thing. But it helps make so much sense of what happened. It's like part recap, but also part like moving forward. It's setting the foundation for season two. All right, so maybe I'll watch it when I'm in an emotionally stable place. Oh, yeah, you need that, because Jules is literally in a therapy session throughout the whole episode. Yeah, no. Nah, nope. Peace, not for me. And ready to love. What? Which, which one are you going to take two? Take it to. I wish I was able to do both clubhouses, but I was only able to get to one that had um Adriana and um. Is that the one you pinged me to? I tried to ping you. I texted you like you told me to, but yeah, no, I know you have pinged me to one of them, and I I'm... definitely tuned in. And I was like, okay, y'all annoying. <laughs> but Simone was just all types of fun, kind of messy. <laughs> Yeah, Simone is very, she was giving very much, I don't know. She just was doing a lot for me. I feel like. She was doing a lot, and it was her name, Adriana. She was, like, not doing enough. I feel like Adriana, I don't, I, then when the whole it was edited thing, I get it, but it's like, but you said what you said, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I really I don't know how they can fix this show without, like, killing the premise. Well, oh, ready to love. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think this season was just not it wasn't, this season wasn't as good as the first season. I, 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 I think they need, if you're going to keep nephew Tommy, get him somebody that's a therapist. Somebody who doesn't just have a, a relationship experience, but who is an actual doctor who studied shit. Yeah, because sometimes when he be talking, that should just be like, sir, 
if you don't get your grown fuck boy ass out of here, like you don't get your married fuck boy ass out of here. Like I see that you trying and you in the right area, and because you've been married a little while, you feel like you can you 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 know a little something and you do, but you can't fix these niggas. And then some of the advice he would be giving them would be like, bruh, don't do that shit. That's not that you there's a better way to do that. But yeah. and then the way they described it in the in Clubhouse, yeah, it just it, it wasn't I mean I, I enjoyed watching this season because I like the drama, but at some point it feels exploitive. Yeah. It's like people yeah. say there's no reason Denise should have been on this. I agree. I don't feel like she was she wasn't ready to love. She wasn't okay. ready. To she I wasn't. feel like I said that before. And you was like, I think that she was fine. And I'm like, I, I think we had like differing views on Denise at one point. But I'm like, Denise seemed like she still. She just, she needs, yeah, she got some healing to do. It ain't nothing wrong with that because we all got healing to do. But for her to have been single for 19 years, it's like, what was you doing for 19 years? Because you wasn't working on yourself. I feel like she just drowned herself in work. Yeah. I can see that. I can definitely see that. Because... Well, that's how Anthony did. He wasn't focused on love. He was maybe looking to smash every now and again to get the edge off, but otherwise, he was trying to get into his football career. Anthony's the one with the dreads. That was with Winter. And that Winter dropped like a hot potato. Oh, child. Winter <laughs> was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm here because I gotta be because all y'all niggas is trash. And at the end of the reunion, she just walked off. There was no hugging from her. She's like, how, how do I leave this fucking building? And <laughs> I, I ain't mad at her. Like, bro, it's it, not for nothing. It like really lim. It gives you like a limited view of hope. Like, bro, you mean to tell me that after forty, y'all niggas is still fuck boys? Yo, and let's not forget Joy Talking about some. She left a note on my door. Man, fuck your door. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about. Oh, I, we gotta talk as soon as we land. As soon as we land, you hit me with the. We gotta talk. You couldn't say the shit on the plane. He couldn't escape on the plane if someone. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like you just sat, sat there spending all of this time talking about how you know this is wonderful, and you know I'm this type of person, and I I look forward to being with you. I can see myself with you, and then all of a sudden your ex show up, and it's I think I'm gonna go ahead and be with her. And then when she said he was still sending me scriptures and shit, if you don't, if you don't <laughs> but God said, remove your damn seat from my table, bitch. <laughs> Yo, I, yo, I swear, yo, niggas really be like that. Like, like I had this one dude I, I like was like head over heels for for a little minute. The dude that used to cook me uh, breakfast on my lunch break and shit. Mm-hmm. And when that nigga went back to his ex girl, and he was saying, still send me messages like, "Oh, I'm just checking on you. You know, I miss you. No, don't miss me, ho. You made your bed. Go on now. Don't pray for me. Got enough prayer warriors over here. Fuck out of here." I don't like that shit. Niggas be toxic, bro. Niggas be so toxic. And and not for nothing, it was disappointing when she said that he was still, like, sending her stuff and, you know, uh, and that, that whole, there's somebody for you out there. My nigga, don't give me no pep talk speech after you done broke my damn heart. After you done told me you going back to your raggedy ass past and you want to tell me about what's in my future, suck a dick. Mm. Yeah, he sent her Gilbert and Bible scriptures afterwards. Yeah, like that that shit, that shit is toxic. Like I don't the way she was describing his actions after like that shit happened, it was just like, bro, 
and I know that sometimes men think that they trying to they they being helpful when they do that. Don't, don't. You don't gotta wish me well. You don't gotta. There's somebody for you out there, bitch. I know. And now that I know it's not you, you need to move and stop filling stealing my data by sending me these damn scriptures. I got a Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they they mm. Simone okay. and then Simone was talking about in the clubhouse. She was talking about she was dating who? Uh, let's see, Rashida Simone have talked. Yeah, Rashid. Oh, whoa, Rashid's skin. He's. I I heard from Twitter that was allergic reaction to something. What exactly does all that? I do not know. I hope it was because it looked really bad. Oh, and then boy. I had to go back and watch a couple of episodes. Like, was he wearing makeup then or what? My thing is, the way they was talking, it's like production controls your dates and tries to set your narrative for you. Yeah, see, that's the thing. How's that, like... And then we're, we're expected to believe that this is, quote-unquote, reality. Yeah, because that was kind of weird. Like, so if the writers, whatever, decide they want to ship you with somebody, if somebody else wants to get with you, they have to make extra effort just to see you. Like, I got to fight around. Like, I got to meet you. I got to, you know, I'm not for it. Anywho, so we got a rec <laughs> you got a recommendation? Uh, do I ever? I love asking the question anyway. Yeah, no, I don't think I have a recommendation. Uh, you know what the next question going to be, right? Quote? Yeah. Uh, don't have a quote. I don't be coming prepared, nigga. I just show up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm stuck between two quotes, but you I don't... read both of them and throw one over here. Put okay. my name on one of them. So, I think the first quote I'll keep is mine because it tickles me a little bit. So it's from the book, The Sun is Also a Star. There's a Japanese phrase that I like, koi no yokan. It doesn't, it doesn't mean love at first sight. It's closer to love at second sight. It's the feeling when you meet someone that you're going to fall in love with them. Maybe you don't love them right away, but it's inevitable, inevitable that you will. Mm. Yeah, fuck all of that shit. Shit's overrated. Oh, my black Jesus. It is. But go ahead. And then the one I'm going to give for you, I'm stuck between two quotes. I don't know which one to give you. Bro, pick one. <laughs> uh, I'll do this one. Um, this is from Peace from Broken Pieces by Ayala Benzant. I need to reread that. I haven't read that in a while. It's a beautiful book. I just it is. It. it really is. For a moment, I entertained the notion of feeling sorry for him and making excuses for him. After five minutes of that train of thought, I slapped back into reality. Hmm. My friend Sharia reminded me that there comes a point where some where a person's psychosocial history is of little or no consequence. There comes a moment when you simply have to say no to their behavior, their hmm. attitude, and whatever else it is that they do that causes you harm. Yes. I'm going to do the other one just because I want to. Go for it. We must learn not to give up when requirements are not met or when commitments are broken. To do so is a refusal to allow mistakes to be corrected and a demonstration of an unwillingness to forgive yourself or anyone else who needs forgiveness. Mm. And that's it for us. Yep. In short, fuck these hoes. Oh, my black Jesus. And yeah. Whip the free kings on the side. 
<laughs> a sprinkle of Jesus with the kings on the side. <sighs> well, that was fun. I'm uh, still processing, so excuse me. You always processing. No, because I was I'm dead ass. When I wake up before I go to bed, Saturday is always analyzed. Yeah, it's been an interesting time for me as well. I feel like I've been doing a lot of processing my damn self. Ooh. Been doing a lot of processing, and you know, you know, you get to that space where you like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna just clean up everything. So I've been doing a lot of cleaning, a lot of laundry, a lot of folding, a lot of reorganizing. Mm. But it's cool. Are you sure, buddy? You need me to turn off the recording part for you? Yeah, no, I'm good. Um, if you're looking for us, you know where to find us. You know where to find me, Shana Nicole One, across all platforms. What about yeah. you, Amari? Wherever I, wherever you look, you'll find wherever I look. Hee <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> I don't know how it goes. <laughs> all right. It's been a pleasure, guys. Tune yeah. in, tell a friend. And next time you see us, oh, oh, yeah, they'll be after my brother's wedding. Mm. So that's going to be So fun. you're going to have some stories. So, yeah, because next time we record will be... Oh, we could extend it like we did this time so that I have something to say. That's fine. Yep, so probably next time you hear from us will be in the beginning of March. Yeah, so march your way ass, march your ass back over here so you can hear what we got to say about this wedding. <laughs> I'm just hoping it's not ghetto. Loki, I hope it is because you, you're you really fun when you're uh, a little bit judgmental. <laughs> I'm not trying. But to ask, how the fuck were they having all this? I feel like I was low-key tricked into a $20 situation. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, God. All right, yo, March, March. Tell us in March. <laughs> be safe, y'all. You be safe. Don't forget yourself. I see, Well, yeah, I mean, I've included myself in y'all, but okay. <laughs> Have a good sleep. Be yeah, safe. I'm about to go get some weed from a friend. Ooh, never mind. Yeah. Um, have a good evening, people. All right, deuces. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.